You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Sun Bowl podcast, our 40 for 40. We're going to preview this bowl game in as much time as it takes. Joining me, as always, Holly. Jason, Ryan, the Shutdown Fullcast crew, we are going to discuss the game most known for massive hangovers. That's right. Right across the border. I thought you were jobs. No, no, no. That's, that's <laughs> I like massive as an adjective. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the, the monumental rock upon which the hand jobs take place. Can you imagine two fan bases less suited to enjoying all of the adventures of Handjob Hill than Stanford and North Carolina fans. No, I, I actually can imagine too th- that they're perfect at that. How oh, about Syracuse? Because they don't even go outside. No, I, I, th- I think Syracuse. It probably if they don't go outside, there there's some depravity going on there, right? That's true. That's they're finally finally free. Yeah, they yeah. have to stay inside all winter. Yeah, you, plus you got to get through the sweatpants. <laughs> layers multiple layers probably texas because if you look at their crowds they don't tend to sit long enough for that mm-hmm. no oh. yeah um the they do so- like keeping a respectful distance from the action on the field though that's true they might like the altitude although watching the game from outside the stadium would imply to onlookers that they are poor the sunbolt Plus, the Stanford tree can't even give a hand job. Man, what a sad sexual existence the Did Stanford tree has. Are you sure? It depends. Don't know that. It depends really on the iteration. It depends on the iteration. You're right. Have you ever Have you ever read the interview with the girl who played the tree who was arrested as the tree, and like then she gave this extremely candid interview about the joys and the sorrows of being the tree immediately after being arrested, where they said, "Yeah, you can't be the tree anymore," and she's like the most California answer. She's like, well, that was a good ride. I had a lot of good times. I tore an ACL. <laughs> that was the Wait. order of things. 
okay, this puts something else in my mind that I've never wondered before, but now I am wondering. When Sebastian the Ibis was arrested, was that a girl? No, that was a 30... I want to say that was a 38-year-old man. Okay, that's so much that's so much Yeah, more. the guy the guy who went super hard as Sebastian and tried to like put out who tried to like set the little sooner yeah, the one who got arrested on the field, that one. Yeah, right. the guy who tried to yeah, the guy who tried to put out the uh he actually tried to put out the Seminole torch, right? The spear mm-hmm. that they that they throw at midfield. He tried to put that out with a fire extinguisher and was arrested. I'm pretty sure that guy was way over 30. The Ohio Bobcat who attacked Brutus, he was a guy. That was a guy. Um, what about the Cincinnati snowball fight? I think that was a guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Orange, who got bowled over by Darwin Cook in that West Virginia Clemson game, was a lady. And he apologized only when he found out it was a girl. Yeah. <laughs> she, but she, listen, man, she played through it, though. She, oh, she was a champ. Yeah. She was an absolute pro. I about think that. I recall she went and, like, mimed throwing up into a trash can after that. <laughs> Yep, like really playing up the pain. Stunner. And then gave a thumbs up. <laughs> it's like she puked in the trash can and went, yep, we're good. Man, that'll get you. she should get a job at Disney automatically for that. Yeah. <laughs> the Sun Bowl, if the Rose Bowl is the granddaddy of them all, the Sun Bowl is the sketchy great uncle who probably owes money to the IRS. He's That's... not invited to Thanksgiving anymore. No, definitely not. This is a game with a long history of brutal performances, high wins, and hangovers. Massive, massive hangovers. And no, I'm not just basing that on the 2007 Sun Bowl, where you watch South Florida somehow score 21 points despite being the most obviously poisoned group of men on the planet. Um, Like Matt Grothy. Man, I need to talk to you sometime, Matt Grothy, about that game because you're you're a hero for going out there in the shape you were in. It's amazing. This is a game where uh, there is lore about coaches uh, relaxing a bit. I will tell you personally, I have a story about a famous running back who drank with boosters until mm, about five in the morning prior to one Sun Bowl and was discovered by uh, his quarterback who said, what are you doing? And the boosters are like, it's cool. He's with us. <laughs> do, you know so, what, do you know what proves that the Sun Bowl is the most hungover bowl? Hmm. Kyle Orton was the MVP in 2002. Oh my God. That's so good. <laughs> it's just, that's, it's just fucking perfect. It's the game that in 2008 was <laughs> a game so bad John Boys wants to write about it. A game so awful that that even those who won the game sort of regretted playing it. That's right. Oregon State 3, Pittsburgh 0. I'm sorry. I want to back up one more time. Kyle Orton started this game three times in his college career. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely the most hungover bowl game. Inspector Orton. Border, border, border agent Kyle Orton. (laughs) Can I add a a Kyle Orton fact that many people do not know because it brings me joy, especially when imagining hangovers? Do you know Kyle Orton played like varsity tennis? No, (laughs) he's like a lost Tenenbaum, lost Tenenbaum of the Plains. Oh my god, that's amazing. Let me give you another team. If I just had to pick most hungover team in history, if I go back, Nick Saban didn't always have complete robotic 
overlord control of his program. No, no, no. Michigan State lost 38-0 to Stanford in 1996. I'm guaranteeing if you see zero points on the board there, oh, someone went south of the border that night. Of course, we can't forget. I mean, we we mentioned that we mentioned this team about once a month or so, but 2012 USC. I feel like they reset the bar in Are that we regard. For another year that we still can't tell this story. Yeah, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's no. still on ice. Mm-hmm. We still mm-hmm. we, we still can't tell the story. And this game was played in was it snow last year between Wazoo and Miami? Yeah, last oh, year was Miami in the snow. It wasn't last year's snow game, but it was a very recent snow game in which. If you, uh, it was no, it was, the, it was the year Notre Dame was there, and you watched. You, they were in the pregame as they, you know, the camera panned across the field. You saw assistants turning like Gatorade tables sideways and pushing them across the field manually to clear the snow. But if you paused it at just the right moment in one corner, you could see some poor dude in a Notre Dame jacket with a rake, like trying to <laughs> snow. <laughs> Trying to rake snow. <laughs> this might be my favorite bowl game, and it has nothing to do with the game. And somewhere Kyle Orton's like, yeah, I sold him that, idiot. It's such a rich human tapestry. Man, let's, like, is, this might be Brian Kelly's biggest victory as a head coach at Notre Dame. But remember, Christian McCaffrey is selfish for not playing in this game. <laughs> this game that Kyle Orton started three times. Yeah, this game where Georgia Tech beat USC 21-7 one year. <laughs> and one of the most dysfunctional performances in recent history. Burn Lundquist is selfish for not calling this game. Yeah, this is this, this is an amazing, amazing game that um, you should let us tell you about. Because we'll watch it. You don't have to watch it. We'll, we'll watch it. Because uh, given yeah, these two and- teams... The two shine like the shining tent poles that we remember, you know, the USC game, the three nothing game, over and you know the snow game, which I think was what was twenty ten. Oh, it was the Notre Dame Miami rematch in like twenty ten. That rivalry got revived in El Paso, but that overshadows all the other weird years, like just the vaguely unsettling something's awry in the universe years that this game ended in. Um, there was the year, the 2006 year, where it was Oregon State 39, Missouri 38. Yeah. There was the 04 game where it was Arizona State 24, Purdue 23. This is the Langoliers of football games. Uh, it goes, it goes deeper. The setting, it looks like the moon. That's not an exaggeration. This is a football stadium built on the moon. It has the setting. Uh, it, the sponsor, it's always been weird. It's on CBS. For some reason, right? Like CBS just, I don't know, sure, pick up a Sun Bowl. We bought it with like, it, it was like the package game that came along with like eight other things, right? Like weird, we get the Masters and they threw in the Sun Bowl. It was odd. It's the biggest bowl that's not part of like ESPN's branded bowl mania thing. <laughs> I think because everyone <laughs> forgot it was there. Like, and it's always what? like Danny, Danny Cannell's like, I'm picking all 36 bowls. It's like, they're, they're, they're all 36 Okay, fine. 36. There are 36. The Sun Bowl doesn't exist. Another fact that's just mind-blowing about this game. Which team has been in it the most times? Texas Tech. They've been in it nine times. Their record? They're one and eight. <laughs> what? Like, oh, my they, God. You're not even they, making that up. 
No. This the Alamo is, Bowl. No, this is the bowl game that they keep going to and yet keep getting their head kicked in, right? Like, mm, I'll go back to this buffet. I hate it. Do you know the only team that Texas Tech has beaten in this game? Who? Pacific, the, t- the, the school that doesn't have college football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> God, t- I mean, a lot. Okay, so a lot of these are old, but let's run through them. Um, oh, wait, first, hang on. My favorite, yeah. my favorite one. Can I, can I do that one first? Please the do. The zero, 0 tie between Arizona State and Catholic in 1940. That's a good one. Um, Texas Tech, this is what you've done in this bowl. You lost to West Virginia 7-6. You lost to Tulsa 6-0. You lost to Miami, Ohio. 13-12. You lost to Wyoming, 21-14. Uh, you lost to Georgia, 7-0. Georgia Tech, 17-9. And most recently, or not, sorry, not most recently, almost there, you lost to UNC, 32-28. And yes, most recently, in 1993, you lost to Oklahoma, 41-10. to And this year, you're not in a bowl at all. So in a way, your situation has improved. There's no way that'll happen this year. Extension. I also want to mention one more thing about the Sun Bowl. God, one more we're, thing going, we're going fucking long on the Sun Bowl. Are you going to talk about the Lafayette thing? Oh, interesting one. No, no. What do you have a Lafayette thing on it? Oh, I mean, this is this is. I I stole this straight from Wikipedia, but um, yeah. There's a the Sun Bowl has a history of controversy in 1949. Uh. They the Sun Bowl invited the Lafayette Leopards to play under one condition that their African American player David Scholl would not play. And Lafayette said, Fuck off, we're not coming. And do you know who replaced them? Uh, West, someone from the SEC. Close. West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Go ears. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this is, and if if you're going to watch this game, I don't even know if it matters. I mean, Stanford somehow won nine games this year and ended up being good when everyone thought they were absolute ass to start the year. Wait a goddamn second. I went to this Wikipedia page. Rihanna played the Sumble show one time? What? Rihanna played a Sumble halftime show. Oh, this had to be when she was having money problems. Like, that had to be when her accountant stole all her money. They're like, yeah, you got to go to El Paso. And she's like, it's a check. 